This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Always a staple of SEN breakfast questions without notice. 0433981116 on the 40 Winks temper text. If you got one to pose at us this morning, or you can give us a call, 1300 736 736. This has come from Tim Bryce. I'm not sure whether we're going to be able to offer much assistance with it, but maybe some others out there might be able to share what they're doing today. Tim has asked and says this is the biggest question of the day, and I think it is. He's about to leave for the MCG and he's debating whether to go with the short pant, shorts, or the long pant. It is a big question. It is, Tim, the big questions of the day because you don't want to get stuck and it's, no. it's cold. The MCG can get real cold. Um, Particularly if the wind gets up. The one thing that the MCG has done since they redeveloped the venue, the wind swirls around in there. And I can remember, I might have actually been a Boxing Day test. It was about 30-odd degrees sitting up the very top of the MCC members. Yep. I needed to go and buy a jacket yep. because it got cold. It was a 30-degree day, and I was cold sitting up level four of the MCC members. So it's not going to be a 30-degree day today. I think we're looking for a top uh, around 20, low 20s, 22, somewhere around there. So it, it might be the – depends where you sit. If you're on the southern side of the ground, you're going to get a bit of sun or on the – um, the eastern side, you're going to get the afternoon sun. So you, you might get too hot. You might need to have the shorts. Uh, <laughs> and sun but, cream. But if you're in the members, you, you go the long pants. Yeah, go the long pants. That'd yeah, be, yeah. And probably pack a spray jacket, I think, would be my advice <laughs> as well because I've I've got the, the tracking or the predictor at the moment. For yep. 9 a.m., about 29% chance of rain. So it's not looking too bad. It's around three o'clock where it jumps to 78% chance of rain this afternoon here right. in uh, Melbourne. So it could be the after tea session that could be impacted by wet weather if we do get any today by the looks of things. It looks as though it's going to be reasonable. That's not to say there won't be a couple of interruptions along the way, but at least at the moment, the sun is shining outside. And sticky and humid too. Yes. That, uh, that northern state weather is coming down to Melbourne. So that's the update from a Melbourne perspective. We're around the country, of course. Um, and a couple of uh, another um, 40 Winks temper text here was uh, around the opening batting. What about Marcus Harris, 128 against Pakistan? Uh, well, that's all you got to do. Keep scoring runs. So it was a practice game and it was at the Junction Oval. So very different to what might lie ahead. He and Cameron Bancroft should be considered for the West Indies series tests. Um, absolutely, Dean. Um, couldn't agree more. Off the back of Dean's text in a similar sort of vein, you made a, a subtle point this morning that I've picked up on. Did when I? you When you were looking at the bowling attacks, because you've been focusing on them and we've yeah. been reflecting on the great bowling attacks that have been a part of uh, Boxing Day... Do Australia go a bit radical? They've got an opportunity with David Warner moving on. Do they change things up from the traditional style of 11, which would see both Cam Green and Mitch Marsh a part of the Australian test team? So I like the idea. I really do. And it gives you flexibility with your bowling attack. Not that you're going to change that too much because we've... 
well established, and even we got uh, Jared Welty's stamp of approval on this group of four is probably as good as it's possibly been ever. There's probably been better individual bowlers, but as a combination, they're, they're unbelievable. But if you only wanted to play two quicks a spinner, you could play the two all-rounders. They could fill the role of that third quick and uh, lengthen your batting lineup uh, further. So it gives them lots of options. I'd be really concerned, though, Coxie, if we put Green and open the batting with him. I'd be really concerned. That's not his role. That's not what he does well. It might be better suited for someone like a Labashane to go there from three and open. Um, Why why is Travis Head not being spoken about more as an opening batsman, considering what he did during the Indian Test Series when David Warner went out with injury? Yeah, look, really good question. I, I think... I think he's so devastating at five, I wouldn't want to take that away because he can come in and just shift the game so rapidly and suddenly the field gets spread. It makes it easier for the other batsmen with him. Um, so Labashain constantly benefits from that, that that assistance in the field opening up as well. So, look, uh, yeah, look, they've got lots of options. And the selectors, I don't think they can really make a bad decision. If they bring someone from outside, like we're talking Harrison, um, Cameron Bancroft scores runs in every form of the game all the time. So you can't deny him. And he's done that for a couple of years now. So you can't really deny that. Um, so I don't think they can make a bad call. Another question without notice for you. What's Australia's biggest weakness heading into this second test against Pakistan? What can the away team look to exploit? Too much ham. Too much ham they've eaten yesterday. <laughs> well catered for. They've overdone us. it. Yeah, it's a problem for everyone. Um what what can they exploit? Um, I think they'll be better. All their bowlers got better in Perth. I thought their bowling uh, spells got better and better and better as they pitch the ball up. They'll need to do that here. The ball will seem it will move. Um, there'll be assistance for them. So challenging the forward defence of the Australian players, not the back foot. Don't get them playing off the back foot and pulling and cutting or driving off the back foot. Make them play off the front foot more often than not. Don't be afraid. If they're driving you down the ground, then that's a good thing. Uh, I think. So maybe that's where they can e- exploit it a bit more, keep challenging the Australian batsmen, their forward defence. And regarding the uh, shorts of the pants debate, if you're heading along to the cricket today, Jason, Jason. says, it won't be covered in the corporate box. Well, lucky <laughs> you, Jason. I think the biggest uh, debate that will be going on in there will what time lunch and tea be served if... Uh... It's superb. <laughs> you can't beat it at the MCG <laughs> Boxing Day test in the corporate box. Jason, half your luck. Uh, another question without notice for you. I'm peppering them with yeah. you uh, today. Where does the Sydney to Hobart rate in the Australian sporting landscape? It was once a dominant fixture spoken about on this time of year. It just seems to be a little off Broadway now. At least that's my interpretation of the situation. Yeah, it's the big votes, the multi-million dollar um, super maxis that uh, are, are all in the running. There are still some smaller boats in the handicap um, uh, race uh, goes about it that way. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just sitting back a little bit lower now in, in the, the sporting conscious. Um, and maybe that's because we're, 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 we can digest sport everywhere. We, 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 we do have streaming. I think when it was delivered to you and we had normal TV stations or limited TV stations and we'd watch it on free-to-air and there it is. So well, we, we have this following of it um, each year. Um, I don't know what these boats do for the rest of the year. I assume they continue to compete. I, I assume they're, they're sailing against each other in uh, other events around the world. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really not a, a 
it, it's back back down a few peaks now. Yeah. One p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. They'll set sail. Do you this follow afternoon. sailing? No. Around no. the world, it's I, enough to follow um, sport wise and and, uh, and deliver on that. But uh, some mornings you come in here and there'll be a vision of a race in the Middle East. I think in Dubai there were a couple okay. of weeks ago with that, but they're not the same. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. They're not the same as the super maxis that we see competing in the Sydney to Hobart. They're more like the America's Cup style of yacht that seems to be competing. But I think that's the other. Missing element for the Sydney to Hobart is the the education around the sport. I mean, with cricket, it's fairly simple. Footy, all our footy cards, it's fairly simple to follow when they're competing, when they're competing, how they're competing. Sailing doesn't sit in that category. It's harder to obtain that information. And maybe that's incumbent on us who are sitting behind the microphone to... Deliver it a bit more and work it out. You know what I do miss though, and and back in the days, probably about twenty, thirty years ago, the eighteen foot skiffs in the break. Do you do you recall watching any of that? You don't recall that, Coxie. You're too young. But they would show on Sydney Harbour um, the eighteen foot skiffs, and they'd have this racing in a tea break or something like that. They would. They would show sailing there. It was pretty good. And maybe that was around the domestic one days and things like that. I'm sure people will remember that. Sure, send us a forty winks temper text and uh, let's talk about the eighteen foot skiffs.